TalkZone.com. Now, TalkZone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joel Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. Welcome to the Two Guys and a Mike Show. Beautiful, beautiful Thursday here in the fine city of Chicago, right smack in the middle of holiday season. I'm sure everybody out there has completely completed their holiday shopping list. And by the way, if you haven't, and I've mentioned this once before, redefinechristmas.org, later in the show I'm going to revisit that because uh, I have a different way. Not I, but I would like to suggest uh, a different website, a different movement, if you will, for giving out uh, some holiday presents. We'll bring that up in a little bit. Redefine Christmas.org. But uh, a lot of sports talk, lots to get to. Got the talk some music to enjoy. Let's take a quick pause for that. A lot of production for that theme song, folks. A lot of production for that theme song. Uh, and by the way, during the show today, uh, light refreshments will be served. Very nice. little uh, holiday party action. David Olson, our producer today. And checking in on the other side of the, not on the other side of the glass, checking in via telecommunicated phone lines is our good friend, your good friend, everybody's good friend. He is Chicago's favorite mascot. It's the big dog, Joel Radwanski. Uh, well, Coach, if I am everybody's favorite mascot, Absolutely. find me another mascot because there's nothing like mascot on mascot violence. Well, that's true. We've always enjoyed ma- anything involving mascots, particularly mascot and mascot violence. Uh, mascots being led away by security guards. What was it? The the Cincinnati <laughs> Bearcat mascot who got arrested? Yeah, He's, that's cool. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That, I mean, that's good stuff, too. When the mascot gets arrested or uh, I still remember Benny the Bull. Benny the Bull getting thrown out of a Chicago Bulls game, big dog. The mascot. The referees threw him out of the game. What did he do? You know, it's a long time ago, but I still remember. We were out, you know, late teenage years, or maybe mid-teens, and we're playing, I don't know if it was softball or some kind of playground game, uh, you know, baseball game. Got a bunch of buddies, and we're listening to the Chicago Bulls game, and I forget who the announcer was back then, but some big, I don't know if it was a fight, big argument, and oh, and Jerry Sloan gets thrown out of the game, and Norm Van Leer has just gotten thrown out of the game, and Dick Motta, the coach, has been thrown out of the game, and oh my goodness, wait a minute, wait a minute, they've just thrown Benny the Bull out of the game, Benny the Bull has been thrown out of the game. <laughs> I was cracking a mascot getting thrown out of the game. Uh, I wonder if he was fined by the NBA. I think he was. But as you know, Benny the Bull, I don't know if it's the same guy over all these years, but he's gotten in problems before. Wasn't there a slight uh, marijuana arrest a couple years ago? It wasn't just marijuana. It was the white flaky stuff too, Coach. Uh-oh. So the... Uh... The Let's light. Just say that uh, he was a little up and down, if you know what I'm saying, Coach <laughs> Benny the Bull. The legacy of Benny the Bull lives on, huh? Painted. Yeah, 
Well, either way, you are Chicago's favorite mascot. Yes, Dave. I was just I was just looking that story up. It was Earl Strom that oh ejected him from the kid. third game of the NBA playoffs, 1974 <laughs> NBA playoffs. 74 between the Bulls and the Bucks. Yeah, <laughs> Strom ejected Dick Mata, uh, and then Benny charged the court and made obscene <laughs> gestures, and they threw him out. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome so he charged out at the ref and made obscene gestures to the ref oh big dog we don't agree on much but uh when mascots get in trouble it's clearly one of the finest things american sports has to has to offer you, you know what it, it's funny that you said it because i was watching pony excess it's a it's a show about um how smu got the death penalty because they were paying the players and all this other stuff and uh, there's a scene in there where uh, they were they were talking about the Southwest Conference and how competitive it was, mm-hmm. and they show a, an SMU cheerleader, a guy by the way, a male cheerleader, get in a fight with the like the the sergeant dude from the the <laughs> Texas Aggies, and the the guy from the Texas Aggies pulls out his saber, his saber coach. For, it was for, without a doubt the most intense fight I've ever seen between mascots. So this was for real. Yes. Wait a minute, it wasn't we between mascots. This is one. this is better. It was between a male cheerleader and the mascot of the other team. Yeah, uh, yeah the male cheerleader whooped them. By the way, <laughs> how do you come back after that? Yeah, you get beat up by a gymnast. <laughs> Pretty strong gymnast, actually. The way they. Oh yeah. Lift and tuck. I bet you would have been, uh, if your football career would not have blossomed, you would have been uh, a good lift and tuck guy. The only thing I could lift would be that I'd, I'd, I'd be able to do that platform thing where you put your hand straight up in the air and you have a chiller sit on it. Yep. I'd be really good at that move. Yeah. I for bet hours, you would. I'd be able to do it. I bet you would. You know, I don't know. Actually, technically, for the male cheater, it's called the lift, tuck, and release. And I think the big dog would be good on the lift. You'd be good on the talk, but I think you might have a delayed release. That would be my guess. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 888-463-6748, Big Dog and the Coats. Lots to talk about, Big Dog NFL football. The Bears-Vikings game gets weirder all the time. And, and by the way, before we get to that, I think there's a pretty good game on tonight. San Francisco, is it, I think it's San, who's home tonight? I'm pretty sure San Diego is at home okay. again. I like the matchup. I think, uh, and I'm not a big Thursday night NFL football game. This might be one of the few ones that I will catch. San Diego against San Francisco, still fighting for their playoff life. Are you with me? This could be a pretty entertaining game. Uh, there's been a lot of duds on Thursday night, Coach. But, yeah, I, I'm, it's football. I would watch it if I didn't have the whole Diageo proposal to do, which I probably mm-hmm. should be doing right now, as a matter of fact. But. Yeah, take a break. It's good well, I, I don't know if I took a break. I didn't get home until six o'clock in the morning. Wow! From uh, I was uh, I, I got to work yesterday, you know, with that template, and they they put me on a bus and they sent me out to West Chicago. Mm-hmm. It was really cool on the bus. There was uh, there was a caged animal. You know, during a yes, break, I, we, I was able to see a cockfight. We we yeah we talked about this on yesterday's show. It's an it's an uneasy environment. The world of temporary work. Well, they they finally let me work yesterday, coach. And I got to tell you something. Whenever you, if you bet on a cockfight, take the under. <laughs> Friendly advice for all the young kids listening today, huh? Yeah, I, I had never seen one before. I got to tell you, it's a lot of fun. I don't know about that. Not politically correct. 
<laughs> Take the under. Uh, you are a sick, sick man, big dog, and that's uh, why we like having you on the air 10 to 11, one hour a day, five days a week, five. And Toto, did you uh, get paid on the spot, or is the check in the mail? Uh, next Friday, supposedly, I'll get paid. Okay. What did you have to do? I don't want to talk about it, Coach. Okay. Let's just say there's a there's a lot of sheep without scrotum. There's a lot of who? Sheep without scrotum. <laughs> Oh, how about those San Diego Chargers, big dog? Awfully good, San huh? Diego Super Chargers. <laughs> I, I, I do think it's going to be a pretty good game tonight. San Francisco, San Diego, that kicks off your uh, NFL football weekend. The playoff picture coming into play. The Chicago Bears should be an automatic playoff berth, and they continue, big dog, our beloved Bears team, um, to get – well, lucky to get good breaks, to be very fortuitous this season. Not only are the Minnesota Vikings going to be out of their home. We still don't know where they're playing, by the way. But uh, their first-string quarterback, second-string quarterback, and now their third-string quarterback is out. Have you ever heard such a desperate QB situation this late? Yeah, there's uh, the Bears in 1984 against uh, uh, the San Diego Superchargers on Monday Night Football, if you remember. Uh since Evans was out, Bob Evelini was out. Luckily for for the Bears, both those quarterbacks were out. But unfortunately, Jim McMahon, their starting quarterback, was also out. Mm-hmm. And they had to play Rusty Lish. Do you remember that, Coach? Uh, I don't remember that game. I certainly remember the legend that was Rusty Lish. Oh, my goodness. That was horrible. Horrible. I mean, Todd Collins, uh, I mean, he looked like uh, slinging Sammy Ball compared to Rusty Lish. <laughs> Was that the year they had the uh, number one, number two draft choices in the backfield from the University of Missouri? Big Joe Moore and Jim Harrison, the one-two combo that completely bottomed out. Were they the? Who did that? Who? That was the Bears. I'm just wondering. So in 1984, they still had a guy by the name of Walter Payton ah, in, okay. in the backfield behind Rusty Num- Lish. Their 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 number one overall draft pick that year was a guy by the name of Wilbur Marshall. Okay. Yeah, they they didn't have anything to do with. Yeah, and I don't right. know who those guys were. Those were I never even heard of those guys. Coach. You could have had Rusty Schwartz coaching that team. You would have won the game. Not a problem as long as you get a healthy Walter back there. Not a problem. By the way, I did referee Bob Avellini in a flag football game once. I thought it was Brian Bashnagel. No, I played softball with Brian Bashnagel. Oh, oh, okay. But I will tell you this: Bob Avellini, who was a I don't know how long he lasted five, six, seven years. He was brutal. Brutal in the long lineage of brutal Chicago Bear quarterback. Men's flag football game, and I swear to you, Big Dog, the quarterback on the other team was uh-huh. better was better than Bob Evelyn. This is flag football. What can I tell you? <laughs> I didn't mean to offend you. Were you a Bob Evelyn fan? No, not at all. I did okay. not like some old cement feet. <laughs> yeah, but he made up for his lack of speed with a very inaccurate arm. Yeah, that is absolutely true, Coach. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, Brett Favre, you know, it, not to fire on Tavares Jackson because I actually like the guy. I think he could be a decent quarterback. But uh, Brett Favre plays 297 consecutive games, right? Tavares Jackson comes in last week, and he's out after one game. Yeah, yeah so, he fell 296 games <laughs> short of tying Brett Favre's record. Yeah, again, I'm not. It's just you know, it's humorous. I don't mean to make light of the injury to Tavares Jackson, but uh, and Joe Webb apparently the third quarterback. I thought Joe Webb wasn't he on on that detective show Dragnet? I never saw that show, Coach. 
Now, you're not missing much. It wasn't all that good, but I think that was Detective Joe Webb. But at any rate, the third-string quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings had come down with a hamstring injury, big dog. So they're searching for a quarterback. Apparently, they got Patrick Ramsey going to start against the Bears on Sunday. Go figure. Uh, no, no, no. Brett Favre is going to start. Really? Brett Favre will play this Sunday, Coach. Interesting. Or this Monday, Monday night. Yes. It's his, it's his farewell song. You know, the, people are already expecting miracles. Mm-hmm. So the, the Bears are finally going to finish the dude. I cannot wait. Do you? What are the? Uh, are, is Las Vegas taking odds if Favre starts? What are the odds he will finish the game? Versus, I being... don't know, but I'm sure someone somewhere in the world is, is taking those exact odds, mm-hmm. and uh, they're they're slight, especially if they clear that field and make it a fast turf. Julius Peppers can get around the edge and, yeah. and, and beat up on people. Mm-hmm. If I was the Minnesota Vikings, I would leave the snow on the field. If they if they uh, are going to play at uh, TCF Bank Park, which is where the Golden Gophers play. Uh-huh. Yeah, apparently they're still, you know, what is it, Thursday, and the game is on Monday, so it's kind of odd, but they're hoping to use the University of Minnesota field, but it has not been confirmed. I'm not sure what the holdup is, big dog, but – how how my question is how do you work the tickets so fans show up with tickets for the Vikings game how yeah, do you yeah, match up that is the issue coach because there's also uh, there's there's like eighteen eighteen thousand more seats here here was the problem first they were like we're gonna move to TCF Bank Park because people are like well uh, I'll give away my tickets and I'll get reimbursed no problem uh-huh. uh, because I don't want to sit out in the cold. And then all of a sudden, they're like, oh, Brett Favre is going to play. And now people are like, oh, this could be Favre's last game. Now I want to go. So there's going to be – it went from, okay, we just have to work out the logistics to, uh, to try to seat people where they where they should be sat. All I got to do is just write some computer program for that. It'll take some computer nerd about an hour to figure that out. Okay. okay. Uh, and then uh, – but here the issue now is all of a sudden they, they went and they figured during this horrible season the Vikings have into various Jackson starting – People will give their tickets back. They'll they'll be able to make up that eighteen thousand dollars. Now they can't because they think this is going to be Brett Favre's last game. It's mm-hmm. farewell song, mind Interesting. you. Interesting. Interesting. So we got all kinds of angles going on in this game. Interesting, and it's on Monday Night Football as well. So the fact that it's Favre's last game, the ticket stub could be a collector's item, that kind of thing, and just uh, you know, two million people can then say, "Yeah, I was at Brett Favre's last game." It's two million and. 68,000. <laughs> Sorry. Forgot about those 68,000. By the way, on top of it all, you're going to have another brutal day. I don't know if it's going to be a windstorm with snow like the Bears game was last Sunday, but uh, temperature is going to be way down below the freezing point, and it's a night game, Big Doug. You know, cold in the middle of the day you can almost handle. Freezing cold at night when there's no sunshine, no daylight. Brutal. Even for the biggest and toughest guys, the NFL football players, that's going to be a tough, tough go for the for the uh, fellows out there. Yeah, you, it, it's funny you say that because they have they have, the NFL has made it a point the last couple of years to try not to have night games in uh, Chicago yep. and Green Bay because of uh, the, uh, of how bad it can get at night, and yep. then all of a sudden this happens. You know, they're like, oh, we can go to Minnesota; they've got a dome. Well, not mm-hmm. anymore; they don't have a dome. Uh, 888-463-6748. Quick little segment on NFL football. We're going to get to NBA basketball, maybe a little bit of the college bowl games. We've got to jump off the sports page today. 
Big Dog, uh, yesterday we uh, inquired and uh, tapped into your expertise on Times Person of the Year. You passed the test today. It's going to be Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We have some new inductees, so we're going to uh, have a little segment on that. And also we have our obituary of the day, which happens to be a sports personality. So lots to get to. Really? Big Thursday night football game today. Again, our phone number here, 888-463-6748. Yes, David? And then there's also a baseball signing to talk about. Yes. Thank you. Signings. One, well, yeah, a couple of things. So we get, we get a lot to get to. A very busy schedule. But are you up for this? I know you're... No, I, I can't wait to find all this stuff out. <laughs> we're, the only, we're the only radio show in the world where one particular person breaks the news to the mm-hmm. other person every single show. You know, I kind of like that, though. It makes us different. The fact yeah, no, that you... It's more of a reactionary type news is what yes, we get people. Yes, it's, kinda, it's a different angle. It's not one we intended. But because of your work schedule, a lot of times you're not able to catch up on this stuff. I kind of like that. Off the cuff, as you use the word reactionary. Very good. Exactly. But, Show that, prep that, is for losers. <laughs> <laughs> Show prep is for professionals. Oh, goodness. Uh, all right, let's go. We should mention also in NFL football, Aaron Rodgers for the Green Bay Packers. Big Dog has not practiced all week. He is uh, still battling, apparently, repercussions from his concussion. I don't know if he's going to play on Sunday. And, uh, Laying in bed, just like Brian Wilson yep. did. Apparently, he showed up on the practice field, and uh, right in the middle of one of the plays, he yelled, Remember the Alamo! And they figured uh, Aaron was not quite ready to play just yet. Yeah, when when he showed up in his pajamas, stuck yes. in his thumb, yelling, "Give me back my rabbit!" <laughs> I, 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 they should that's, they should have let him take any snap. But an, let's just be honest. That's an early that. indication you have not recovered from the concussion yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah have fun, Green Bay, up and uh, against the Patriots with Matt Flynn as your quarterback. You know, I used to think Matt Flynn was a capable backup. And, Coach, I'm starting to think as long as he doesn't play, he'll be a very capable backup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Some things are less, are best left unseen, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That is that's what, definitely one of them. Don't open your mouth and prove it's true. Uh, all right, let's, go, let's get very quickly over to the baseball uh, signage situation. Thank you, David Olson, for reminding me. A couple of things here. Again, Big Dog's been working all night. Uh, apparently, a little bit later today, there will be a press conference held by your Chicago Cubs. Big dog, don't get too excited. It's not dramatic news. But Kerry Wood appears to be coming back to the Chicago Cup. I think it's great news, Coach. And uh, Kerry Wood is dedicating this season to his boy, Ron Santo. Uh, Kerry Wood is, I, I like him, Coach. He's got guts. He's a team leader. He's a good guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he's, a, he's an excellent reliever. And and he was horrible last year with Cleveland. He goes to New York where the pressure's on, and he was dominant the last six weeks of the season. Dominant, folks. So hopefully Kerry Wood can get that back. I, I like the signing coach all the way around for everything he represents. I heard a couple of experts say, you know, uh, you know, good signing coming off a good year, 33 years old, a lot of wear and tear on the arm. And I'm thinking to myself, well, yes and no. Not that much wear and tear on the I mean, he's had injuries, but... There were a lot of years at age 25, 26, 27, 28, Big Dog, when he didn't throw that much. So maybe the wear and tear, not as much as we think on one Kerry Woodrow. I couldn't agree more with you, Coach. And as long as they keep him as as a, as a reliever, they'll be fine, Coach. Because it's when you start throwing, like, you know, 50, 60 pitches in a game is when he, he's most likely to get hurt. So I, I like, I'd rather see him three yeah. times a week for 10 pitches. 
So now if you're a Cubs fan and uh, we make the transition from NFL football over to baseball and you want to check in a little baseball talk, 888-463-6748, user-friendly sports talk radio, big dog and a coach at your service. Um, the good news and the bad news for the Cubs, the good news is you got a great, great back end of the bullpen. I mean, now with Kerry Wood, Sean Marshall, and Carlos Marmol, that's solid. Oh, very, yeah. Very solid. And I think you know what I'm going to say is the bad news. If Angel Guzman Guzman comes, that'll be very good, too. What? Angel Guzman, if he's back this year? Yeah. Angel Guzman Guzman? Yeah. Yeah. But the bad news, big dog, uh, is, is fairly obvious. Well, you got Stud, Carlos Zambrano. Don't forget about number one pitcher, Randy Wells. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there might be issues. The problem is we, we're going to have a great bullpen. The problem is come seventh inning, if we're down six to two, that great back end of the bullpen might not come into play. But if we can get some starting pitching big, then that is a very solid uh, foursome that you mentioned on the back end. Oh, very, very solid. There's, there's other guys in there, too, that uh, can absolutely sling it. So I, mm-hmm. I guess, uh, you know, this is the, the fifth year of finding out if Jeff Sombarja can actually come up with a, a, a second pitch and actually be a starting pitcher. Yeah. I'm not holding out hope. Don't hold your breath, Coach. Yeah. After watching him pitch three or four times, I said, what a heck of a wide receiver he would have made for the Detroit Lions. Uh, we can hold out hope, though. Rooting for the guy. Uh, 888-463-6748. Again, a little baseball talk here. More signings. David Olson, I might have missed some, but I know the Chicago White Sox also signed a pretty good reliever, big dog Jesse Crane from their arch rival. The Minnesota Twins, the White Sox now have another back so similar to the Cubs they're back into the bullpen with Chris Soleil and Matt Thornton and they pick up Jesse Crane who had a good year last year that's not a bad pickup for the beloved White Sox yeah hopefully Chris Soleil wasn't like a rookie flash in the pan phenom you know because that was what he did last year was yes. just ungodly so yeah if he can be he doesn't have to be as good as he was last year because he's not going to be okay let's just White Sox fans don't expect that again uh, but if he can be good, oh man, with that the lefty righty uh, stuff they got going out over there, that's that's a really really good bullpen coach. And if mm-hmm. they can get somebody to replace the fat guy, could be excellent. And a reminder, by the way, Chris Saleh last year, um, and, and Sergio Santos, we should mention him too. He's got potential. But Chris Saleh was like less than a year out of pitching college baseball, right? Yeah, well, not even less than a year. It was like a month. I mean, he got drafted in late June, and legitimately before late July, he was on the Major League roster. Mm-hmm. Dominating, Coach. <laughs> Dominating. You know, they were going to make him a, a starter, just wanted to give him a little taste of a, a Major League Baseball, plus they needed a lefty to get people out. And then they were like, he was so good as a reliever last year, they might have to keep him there. Interesting. Him well, being dominant cost millions of dollars, Coach. Yeah. Well, we will see, but uh, that's not a bad bullpen, even losing Bobby Jenks. Soleil, and, of course, Matt Thornton is a proven. I don't know if you want to call him a lockstep closer, but he's pretty darn good, and you pick up Jesse Crane for the Minnesota Twins. I knew very little about Jesse Crane before this morning, Big Dog, and then I did a little research, Google. I now know where Jesse Crane grew up. I now know about his social life, a couple of things on his um, alleged arrest record, a few little... Um, personality issues and everything about his pitching. But for the fans out there that are not aware, the White Sox fans very excited about the signing of uh, Jesse Crane. Ronnie Santo, if you could, tell us a little bit about brand-new White Sox reliever Jesse Crane. 
Well, Patrick, uh, he uh, likes to keep the ball down in the zone. Uh, he uh, likes to work quickly, he and uh, he loves to pitch ahead in the count. Really? He, so like, he likes to get ahead in the count? Absolutely, Coach. Interesting. Thank you, Ronnie. Well, Patrick. <laughs> oh, goodness. Big dog, throw, splash some water on your face, will you, please? I'm sorry. I gotta. You have no idea. I'm, I'm yeah, like I'm, I'm a zombie right now, Coach. Well, I'm shocked that you you were not even scheduled to be on the show today. You work all night, come in at six in the morning. This is a. I am honored just to be doing the show with a man as dedicated as yourself, dedicated to the cause. Uh, dedication. I put the dead in dedication, Coach. <laughs> Very nicely done. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, big dog, a little break from sports. We're gonna talk rock and roll. Hall of Fame and know your favorite group, the Pearl Jam, did not make it. I'm sorry to tell you that. Well, they're still active band, Coach. David Olson, can you be active and make the Hall of Fame? I don't know what the rules are. Yeah, you can. You can. You get 25 years after your first recording, so ah, that's the rule. They're, they're, not el- they're not eligible for another six years. Yes, exactly, David. Pearl Jam, first ballot Hall of Famers, Big Dog? <laughs> Absolutely. Overrated. <laughs> I couldn't tell you one Pearl Jam song. I probably like them and don't even realize it. We'll take a quick break. Back in a minute, a very tired but dedicated big dog and a coach with you right up until 11 o'clock. are open for your calls on two guys and a mic call 888 go for it once again here's the coach john cone and the big dog joel radwanski on talkzone.com all right back with the dog and the coach on talkzone.com your 24 7 internet network uh, all kinds of shows available to you anytime middle of the night you can't sleep you get up you can always big dog it's a source of comfort really you can always turn on your computer, you dial up www.talkzone.com, and there will be dial a show up. for you any point of the day or night. It's a beautiful thing. You okay over there? Yeah, I'm doing all right, Coach. I need some nursing, but I, I don't have that right now. So. Well, find a breast, there's a breastfeeding mom out there right now, Big Dog, that is at least thinking about you, if that's now, any solace. Is that, is that a BFM? Pardon me? Is it? I need to know. I have to put everything in text context, Coach. Oh. So is it a breastfeeding mom, is that a BFM? Uh, it could be. I'm not very good on textology, uh, I, but I sure. I don't like putting the B and the M together, and, and it, it, it freaks people out. Whatever whatever floats your boat, Big Doug. God bless you. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Quick break from sports here. Uh, I know you're a big music fan, Big Dog. Um there were a few that uh, a few ins and a few outs. I'll give you the outs and ins, and then let you analyze here. First of all, uh, out. When I say out, didn't make it. Doesn't mean they're never going to make it. Out, Bon Jovi. In, 
Alice Cooper Band. Out, Donna Summer. In, Neil Diamond. Out, Donovan. I don't know if you remember way back Donovan. That's that's probably before your time. No, no, no. There's a, Donovan has like one great song. I'm trying yeah. to remember what it is. Yeah, I remember. Is that Lemon something? Sunshine Superman. That's the one. Mellow Yellow? Yeah, that's. Uh, I was thinking of Eh, overrated. Anyhow, he's out. Don't worry about him. LL Cool J, Big Dog. Oh, Hard to believe. No 25? 25? Okay. The guy's been around for 25 years. LL Cool J, out. Easily. He didn't make it? Didn't make it. Okay. Tom, Tom Watts. Who's Tom Watts? Because he's in. Tom Watts. Tom is... Waits. Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Yeah, it was, yeah Tom Watts was a, was a linebacker for the Bears for a who's, couple years. Who's Tom Waits? Uh, Tom Waits was in a huge group. And also, I mean, he's made a lot of really, really solid music. Not popular, just good, Coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not familiar with him. Any uh, rock and roll music fans out there, you want to check in, 888-463-6748. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame located in Cleveland, correct, Big Dog? Yeah, Cleveland needed something. And that was actually the reason why they put it in Cleveland was because they're like, Cleveland doesn't have anything, so we're going to put the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame there. And I'm not kidding. Yeah. I actually heard that's a a good visit. I would not mind. um, I don't know if it's in my top ten things to do list after retiring, but I would would like to uh, check that place out. It's a cool place. It's very nice. Very nice. Right up, is it right in the heart of uh, downtown Cleveland? It is, yeah. Much improved city, by the way. Cleveland, very underrated. Cleveland also, Cleveland's also very small. You know, you kind of you kind of forget that like you're living in the metropolitan area of the third largest city in America, mm-hmm. and it kind of hits home when you go to these other big cities, and you're like, oh, okay. You know, you're you kind of expect sprawling and not so much. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Good. That's that's a good point. And by the way, your Cleveland was one of the most improving cities. Let's just say it's it's uh it, it was like a rocket. Rockets eventually come back down, coach. Mm-hmm. Okay. It started instead of <laughs> sound of Cleveland. It's more. <laughs> it's okay. What happened? I mean, it used to be the joke. You know, everyone was making the jokes. Now it seems like Detroit has taken that mantle. But Cleveland got built up, reputation better. You're saying it's back down again. What? Besides the Browns falling apart, what happened? Well, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with LeBron leaving or anything like that. It's just uh, they've been hit really bad with foreclosures. Um, mm-hmm. Like uh, the the whole downtown area that was so you know hip and happening, you know okay. like uh, like uh, actually you know what the funniest thing is the reason why the downtown area isn't doing as well anymore is they don't allow you to walk around with alcoholic drinks between bar to bar. Interesting. And they used to do that, and ever since they cut people off from doing that, mm-hmm. it's like they have half the amount of people going down there now for some reason. Interesting. You're talking about the the area known as the Flats. That's exactly right. Sir. Okay. What about when you take the boat across the river to go to a establishment on the other side of the river? Are you allowed to have a drink in the boat? I don't think so, Coach. It's a shame. Truly a shame. But real quick, your thoughts. Uh, I know you're you know, in Sports Hall of Fame. You always have opinions. Alice Cooper Band and uh, Neil Diamond, deserve, deserved members, Big Dog? Uh, yeah, they definitely deserve to be there, especially when you consider other uh, people and bands that have been elected already. I'm surprised Bon Jovi didn't make it. Very surprised. They, 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 uh, I, you know what? I don't think they deserve to be in. I, 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 I honestly, I honestly don't. I mean, they they were just a pop band that hit it big in 
the late 80s and disappeared for about 15 years and just kind of came back. I mean, it's I, they don't have the body of work and they're, they're I mean they're they're just a pop act. Seriously. What what is their contribution? I agree with you. What's that? I completely 100% agree with you on that. I just figured they wanted a bunch of like hot like 40-year-old chicks at the place. Cuz you know there's like 50-year-old men running this thing, coach. So you okay. figured they'd want to have like a bunch of forty-year-old chicks who, oh, with the big hair, showing up for their <laughs> induction. Well, I mean, most people think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is kind of a sham anyway, because it's all like the nominees are determined uh, by one guy, uh, uh, Jan Werner, I think his name is. He was one of the founders of Rolling Stone magazine. He he picks he picks the nominees each year, and uh, like he's got a complete bias against seventies bands. And that's why, like bands like Kiss aren't in there, Rush Kiss isn't in aren't there, aren't in the Rock and Hall of Fame, and Alice Cooper is. Yeah, Kiss never even gets nominated. Unbelievable. There, there, there's a whole long list. He's got like he's got like a bias against bands from the seventies. Is uh, Ron Santo in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Ron Santo is not in the Rock <laughs> and Roll Hall of Fame. But, but he is the number one third baseman <laughs> not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, so and there's also you know you, you got rap acts going in you got disco acts going in which kind of you know it's they kind of got to streamline the whole process and like break it down into different categories I think and at some point they're going to need to do that especially when they start getting into the the 90s and beyond when rock and roll basically kind of dies I mean it's still around but you don't you don't have the bands that are making the impact that they were you know mm-hmm. even as even as lately as 15 years ago. Big dog, yeah, that, the, was um, the, that was the last time the biggest band in the world was a rock band was uh, 1995 and Pearl Jam. That's exactly right. That was a perfect number that you put up there, Dave. Really. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah after that you have, like, the rise of, like, the Nickelbacks and the trains and, and stuff Cold like that. Play, but, yeah, but they never really had, like, that... That worldwide, uh, like love that Pearl Jam had. And Pearl Jam was the last, like, gigantic, huge band. Yeah, and they, and they kind of rejected that. Yeah, exactly. And they, they kind of, like, yeah, we, we don't want to be this band, you know. They could have been the Beatles and they decided to take the uh, Grateful Dead route. Yeah, exactly, which I have no problem with because that's also one of my favorite bands of all time. So. By the way, I don't know if they're one of your favorite bands of all time, but also on the did not make it list, the Beastie Boys. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on. See, if I, anybody belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, if they have a rap stop. section and LL Cool J and BC, the Beastie Boys don't make it, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Yeah, the, 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 I, I'm with Big Dog on that. The Beastie I, Boys deserve I thought he was in. kidding. No, absolutely, really? Coach. I, I'm being 100%. There's probably only three or four rap acts that might belong, might belong there more than LL Cool J and the Beastie Boys. And we're talking like Chuck D and Public Enemy, which are they? Do you know if they're in it? They're they're going to be up uh, like next year or the year after. Well, they better make it. Uh, yeah, they're, no, they're they're definitely in. They're okay. definitely in. Okay, so uh, yeah, the rap acts. It's uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five are in. Run DMC just because are they're in. the original, not because they're the best or yeah, great or yeah. anything like that. But Run DMC made it in last year, or the year before. Which that was the one that was the obvious choice that belongs in there as the rap band. Oh, and then there's uh oh god, there's another guy that made it in a couple years ago. He was one of the one of the forerunners of uh 
Oh, um, let me look him up. Let me look him up. Okay. okay. Right. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame each year. I was not aware there's one guy that uh, doesn't make the final decision, but he's the one who presents the nominees. That's an interesting thing. Maybe when that guy passes away, there'll be a little bit different dictate to it. But uh, Big Dog, always interesting, and we will see. I'm sure you'll be up there in Cleveland for the induction ceremonies. Always a very emotional moment. I think Cal Ripken Jr. will be introducing Neil Diamond. Uh, yeah, yeah. And no knock on Neil Diamond, beautiful music and all that, but is that rock and roll? Same like when we're talking about hip hop. We're going to rip hip hop. It's close. Might as well bring up Neil Diamond too. If there's a music hall of fame, Neil Diamond needs to be in there. Sweet Caroline, arguably the greatest song uh, since Dancing Queen came along. What are you a Wisconsin Badgers fan, Coach? <laughs> uh, yeah. What about it? Oh, by they, the way, uh, there's a video that was sent to me, Big Doe. You got to check this out on YouTube. Small college and. Uh, they have a tradition called Silent Night every year. Uh-huh. Have you heard about this? No, I have not. All right. During the holiday season, they pick one game, and it's the Silent Night game. And all the kids show up, small gym, because it's a Division three, very small school, in uh, pajamas or all kinds of weird outfits. And until the team scores 10 points, they all remain perfectly silent. So you watch the YouTube video, and people are, you know, going up and down. The court baskets are scored, not a word. It's very weird. And then whenever the 10th point is scored, this year it happened to be on a free throw, the place goes like they won the Super Bowl. People are taking <laughs> off their clothes, jumping around, confetti, and the other oh, teams. It's like, it's like when the, the, the LSU football team in 07 when they were told they were going to the national championship. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But uh, – <laughs> And I forget the team. I wonder if you go to Basketball Silent Night, you can get it on YouTube. But it was very, very good. We'll try to post that on our uh, website, which, by the way, is www.2guysmike.com. I uh, want to get to our obituary of the day and also a little bit of basketball news. Not of the good variety, by the way, for the Chicago Bulls. Well, they won the game, but a major injury. But uh, very quickly, out to the phone lines. He's been hanging on for a while. We appreciate the hang time. Checking in line number 19. It's caller Jim checking in, Jimmy. Did we lose him? Great topic. Caller Jim, how are you? Thirsty. Normal condition for me. Well, we, we heard the last, the last end of your comment. We didn't hear the first. What, what was a great topic? All your topics. Oh, thank uh, you, Jim. Kiss not getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's insanity. Yeah, considering who's in already, when you when you do that, it's that's moronic. I am I'm shocked and dismayed. Well, you know the big rap on Kiss was the costumes and whatever, but I remember going to a concert and seeing Kiss and Aerosmith out in Tinley, and Aerosmith was the headliner, and Kiss blew them away, absolutely, uh, musically talented as Led Zeppelin. They oh, that's a bold phenomenal. statement. That is a bold statement, Jim. <laughs> absolutely. They were doing Led Zeppelin licks during the concert. They do takeoffs. And I, well, I guess the, the difference between Led Zeppelin and Kiss is Led Zeppelin never did Kiss licks during their concert. <laughs> yeah, probably you're right. But, uh, yeah, it was just, you know, Aerosmith just stood there, and they played too much new stuff, not enough old stuff, and... Um, Kiss blew them away. Absolutely blew them away. You, you know, I used to make fun of Kiss when I was younger because they're all oh, just makeup guys, whatever. And then all of a sudden, somebody started playing me all these different Kiss songs. And I was, I was, I was blown away. By the way, I was, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. So, 
Yeah, I wasn't a big Kiss fan all those years either. And uh, when I saw him in concert, it changed my mind. Just musically talented, the light that, show, that the one, theatrics they put on during a concert. That's Hall of Fame material. One special night, Big Dog. One special night out in beautiful Tinley Park. And Jim's life was touched by the group Kiss. Well, yeah, something was touched that night. A lot of, uh, I was going to say, Seven a lot date. of... <laughs> My pocketbook was touched by the $10 guitars <laughs> full of beer. That's what happened. Oh, goodness. We we highly recommend anybody visiting the Chicago area, by the way, take a trip out to Tinley Park. It's lovely this time of year. Especially if you have some golf clubs. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, Jimmy, any sports uh, talk on your mind? we got lots of things to get to, but um, we appreciate your hanging on, by the way. Sports thoughts, or are you uh, musically inclined today? Uh, sports thoughts. Kerry Wood coming back sounds good. Uh, Bears were abysmal with their front four not being able to get to the quarterback last week. That was just, I, oh, God, it was just sad. It, I thought, it happened I thought, so fast. I thought they played better than the score would indicate. In the second half. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> the game was done by then. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. If, they, if their front four can't get to the quarterback, there is no defense against Tom Brady and the Patriots, at least not in the snow. Big Dog, you've been arguing basically the, the key to the team is the front four, period. Uh, forgetting yeah. about Tom Brady. You know, absolutely. I've been saying it all year long, and that's why when everybody was all happy about, oh, we got bare weather and it's going to snow. I'm like, no, we have four athletes at playing a defensive line that actually need to have footing to get after quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So that was, uh, I, I've been saying it all year long. I, don't, I want perfect conditions when the Bears play. So, the, you know, this ain't the 2001 Bears that, you know, had a bunch of fat dudes up front. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, so and, this, and Julius Peppers, very, very, very good possible All-Pro. Israeli Adonage, uh very good, probably won't be an All-Pro, but he's played close to it this year. The defensive tackles, none of them are stars, but uh, Big Dog and Jim, I think the collective, the collection of them uh, played pretty well. Matt, you know, the, the, the angry Samoan, Matt Tuami, Henry Melton, Tommy Harris, at times Marcus Harrison, Anthony Adams, not bad in the middle of the defensive line for the Chicago Bears. Safety and numbers, if nothing else. Yeah, they played well this year. I'm not knocking the defensive line all year long. Their worst game was against uh, right now one of the better offensive lines in football and the best quarterback in football mm-hmm. on a day when you couldn't get any footing. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not about to pound on a team for one bad game. What do you think so if I'm, Anthony Adams uh, went – uh, sumo wrestler versus Marcus Harrison be a heck of a battle. Can you meander a guess who might win that sumo battle? Well, length doesn't mean much in sumo, and Marcus Harrison has much longer arms. I'm going to go with Anthony Adams. Especially right. if endurance comes into it. If this lasts more than two and a half seconds, <laughs> Anthony Adams will definitely have the endurance over Marcus Harrison. Uh, two and a half seconds, huh? Well, that, no, that's about as that's that's right when the like when the like exhaustion kicks in for a sumo wrestler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, oh, that'd be a sight to see, though, those two guys, though. Anthony Adams, you're right, though. He does have, as you call it, Big Dog, he has a good base. Yes, and he has alligator arms. And I'm not talking about because he's afraid to catch the ball. He legitimately has alligator arms. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, Jimmy, we appreciate the call. Some good thoughts on Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and behave yourself next time you go out to Tinley Park, will you? Yeah, I stay out of Tinley Park. I've been pretty much in walking distance. You know, right here on good old Milwaukee yep. Avenue, Ar- that you're familiar with. Arm's length is a good place to be from Tinley Park. Thank you, Jim.
Jimmy, check it in. You can too at 888-463-6748. Big Dog, before your generation, but I know as a baseball fan and historian, you're well aware of his legacy. He passes away yesterday at the age of 92, one of the fastest pitchers ever, Mr. Robert Feller, passing away yeah. yesterday. Bob Feller died, and he, he was a guy who busted into the major leagues at 17. I did see that on, ES, like, uh, on yep. ESPN Mobile last night coming, or this morning coming back. So mm-hmm. 92 years old, died of leukemia. Um, Bob Feller, not known as a real nice man. He was a, he was a curmudgeon, mm-hmm. a grumpy old man as he got there. Like, people would ask for his autographs, and, and he would tell people to go away. You know, not exactly Sid Luckman in his older years, Coach. Mm-hmm. Never, uh, not that I've studied Bob Feller a lot, but never the master of the curveball or the changeup. He was just pure when it came to throwing smoke in a devastating, intimidating fastball. He was pure. Bob Feller, one of the fastest pitchers ever. Yeah, that's what I read. He was about power and movement yeah. and precision when he was pitching coach. So, uh, you know, and he was, I mean, absolutely one of the greats. We talked about it yesterday when we were talking about the Cliff Lee signing. And like the great pitching staffs of all time, he was on the he was on an Indian team where he was the fifth starter when they had all like a bunch of great starters ahead of him. And typically, he was the best pitcher in baseball for previous years before that. So, mm-hmm. part yeah. of that, uh, the last Cleveland Indian team to win the World Series, nine, I think I read nineteen forty eight. That is absolutely right, Ooh. Coach Lou Boudreau. It's been a while for the Cleveland the Indians. Uh huh. Yeah. So. They have the second longest streak after the Chicago Cubs. It's not good. It's not one of those streaks you want to be proud of. By the way, i got to throw a quick mention out, maybe the first time ever in my talk zone career here, 13 months of it. One of my favorite baseball players of all time, one of my most treasured baseball cards of all time, Cleveland Indian right fielder Rocky Calavito. Oh, heck yeah, yeah. That was oh I was was Rocky Calavito. I'm not trying to be rude here. I'm just trying to get my stuff. I'm not sure if it was him or Tony Canigliero. Was Rocky Calavito the drunk, the guy that would puke in his and get so wasted before games he would puke in his in his glove? I hope not, because he was my childhood hero. I never heard of those stories. I certainly okay. hope not. Did Rocky Calavito ever play for the Red Sox? No, that's Tony Canigliero. Tony Canigliero used to get so wasted like the night before games. Like if they played like a noon game, like mm-hmm. he couldn't. He was like ten. He drank ten times more than Mickey Mantle did. He's the one so, who Tony Canigliero got hit in the eye, and his career uh, ended by having a fastball almost kill him. Okay, then that's definitely Canigliero. That okay. was the one that was. Uh, let's just say he he turned to alcohol uh-huh. after he got hit in the head. Go. Oh, so it was after the incident. Very sad. Well, he drank before. Well, like when you have blurry vision and you're drunk, mm-hmm. that's really not a good combination, Coach. Well, if you got blurry vision to begin with, why get drunk? You know, I swing at the one in the middle. <laughs> 888-463-6748, the phone number. Bob Feller passing away, one of the all-time greats, certainly a Hall of Famer, not rock and roll, but this will be the baseball Hall of Fame. Very quickly, Big Dog, moving over to the NB of A. Good news, bad news for the Bulls, and again, you are – Working all night. I'm not even sure if you're aware, but the Bulls did win. I didn't win. know. I read the summary of the game. Not happy about this news whatsoever, Coach. About this move? News. Oh, news. And the news is, of course, that the Joakim Noah out eight to ten weeks with an injured thumb. Yeah, you know what? He can play with it, but, you know, get that thing healed. You're a young kid. I would much rather have, have him figure this out, get his hand healthy during the season so he's Good to go during the playoffs, which I'm pretty sure the Bulls are going to make, whether or not he misses eight to ten games or eight to ten weeks or not. So, mm-hmm. 
Boy. And you're talking that that's probably thirty games, coach. Anywhere from twenty five to thirty games. That's a big chunk of a of a basketball season. No question about it. A significant amount of time. What makes it so depressing too is we look forward so much to Boozer and Noah together and you know, we finally get Boozer back. A couple of weeks you saw how good they can play and boom, we lose Noah, as you said, for a significant chunk of the season. Very depressing for the Bulls fans. Well, the thing is, we do want to see Carlos Boozer and Joe Kim Noah together. And as much as we want to see it, even though we know Joe Kim Noah can play now and be decently effective, we want to see these guys together for a long time. And you know what? If it was a pinky or an index finger or something like maybe not, the index finger is still pretty useful. You can't mess with your thumb. you got to get your thumb fixed. I don't know how he's played this long with it already, Coach. So. And his ugly shot is even uglier. So the yeah. Bulls are doing the right move getting this thing fixed up. Yeah, apparently kept it quiet so the other teams didn't know. The coaches and teammates know, but, but the press did not. Played in yesterday's game. The surgery was scheduled, but he still played. Yesterday had 11 points, 11 rebounds, so kind of odd that uh, he knew he was going to be out for an extended period, but still the doctor said he couldn't hurt much more. It seems a little weird, but uh, we will assume the doctors knew what they were talking about. Uh, you, you hope so, and hopefully uh, he gets it fixed and everything's going to be all right because, yep. like we said, he is a major, major part of the of the Bulls' future, Coach. By the way, we uh, inside source here at thetalkzone.com, uh, I don't think this has been reported nationally, but David Olson did receive. Our producer was texted a picture via text of Joakim Noah's thumb, big dog, and we can confirm that his thumb, bigger than Brett Favre's. Oh, that's uh, that, that's impressive, Coach. It's an inside scoop. We don't get many of them here at thetalkzone.com, but uh, we can confirm that. Now, supposedly, Brett Favre has the largest hands in all of professional football. Yeah, but not larger than Joakim Noah's thumb. Is it just the thumb or is it all the fingers that, is, that are larger? I haven't analyzed. All we got texted was the thumb. What can I tell you? <laughs> yeah. Luckily. Yes. So obviously, Brett Favre wasn't the one who texted us. No, that was Joe Kim Noah that texted us. Oh, okay, because yeah, just in case <laughs> Brett Favre texted, who knows what would have showed up. For transcripts of today's show, folks, you can write us here at thetalkzone.com. We'll send you all the transcripts, including that scintillating last minute and a half. Chicago Bulls did win their seventh consecutive game as they move towards the elite part of the NBA. By the way, a couple of great games yesterday. The Celtics on a 10-game streak, taking on are – are you sitting down, Big Dog? Yeah, I, I do know what you're talking about, and I'm the, not sitting down. I've already fell down over this information. The, the New York Knicks had an eight-game streak. Very quietly. We haven't talked about this. The Knicks have put together a, a, a you know very, more than respectable ball club this year. They lose yesterday, but that was a great game. Yeah, they had the lead late, and I guess uh, Paul Pierce went off to, to reclaim the lead for the, for the, the Celtics, and – uh, you know one thing, the NBA is just praying that uh, yep. the, the Knicks figure it out and it could actually be a, a decent ball club because the NBA is, is a lot more effective or a lot better when the Knicks mm -hmm. are good. Yeah, Celtics-Knicks, not quite the magic of old, but yesterday's game had a little bit of the buzz and it started to bring back, you forgot, the magic of the old Boston Celtics versus New York Knicks. Great rivalry, 118-116, to the score, Paul Pierce, 4 Tenths of a second, dog. He hits the winning basket. Wow. I didn't know it was like that. Four that's, tenths. That's way to end the game. He scored 32 points. And by the way, uh, we've mentioned Derrick Rose, certainly a rising star, top five MVP candidate. 
Kevin Durant, rising star, another guy that needs to be mentioned with them, MVP candidate, uh, Amare Stoudemire, 39 points yesterday. He has taken the next step up. He's now officially amongst the NBA elite. Oh, absolutely, Coach. He has been phenomenal this year. He has scored 30 points in eight consecutive games. Wow. And, and he and he has just taken advantage of this Mike D'Antonio offense. And there is no athletic, there's no big man as athletic as uh, Amari Stoudemire in the whole game of basketball right now, Coach. Yeah, but I was surprised because I didn't. I thought it would be not, not a complete bust, but a little bit of a disappointment because he is athletic. And he's got the great body. I just didn't think he was a polished, that's the word I would use, a polished enough scorer to be the number one guy. But obviously, uh, Amari Stoudemire proving me wrong. 30 points, eight games in a row. That's pretty polished. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good, Coach. But, you know, in D'Antoni's offense, if you, if you can run, you can score some points. Yes. So, but uh, the way he's get, they're getting him in the low post, they're doing it all different kinds of ways with Amari Stoudemire. Coach. Yeah. I guarantee you, right now, I could average 10 to 12 points a game playing for Mike D'Antonio. Uh, you would also give up about 80 points on the other end. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I'd, I'd, I'd get myself, uh, you know, it's the old Paul Westhead theory. We'll give up two as long as we can score three. Not a bad theory. Yeah. You can attract some good basketball players that way. Why? <laughs> Why expend the energy on defense when all it's going to do is tire your legs out for your next three-point shot? Uh, one other game to mention in the NBA yesterday, San Antonio and the Milwaukee Bucks. Spurs led by 18. Scott Skiles, Milwaukee Bucks ball club, fights it back, ties the game up, big dog. But then uh, Mano Ginobili, Mano Ginobili hits one at the buzzer, and the Spurs pull it out. Rather dramatic game, beating the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, every year people want to write the Spurs off and be like, oh, they're finally done. And every year... They figure out ways to still be relevant in the NBA, Coach. Yeah, 20-foot fadeaway jump shot is what the uh, the screen says here. 20-foot fadeaway at the buzzer. And we've talked about it before, uh, dog. before we wrap up the show here. Most underrated great coach, not just in the NBA, in all of sports. Most underrated, I think it's far and away, Greg Popovich, the coach of the San Antonio Spur. He's up there, Coach. Yeah, that's. I think he's, he's up there by himself. Without a doubt, the most underrated coach that's won a championship. Well, without he, a doubt, I, I have to put that. But I, I'd have to think about that for a little bit. Yeah, see, he, I don't, I'm not sure I have to. Coach. You put underrated together and great, not just good, great coach. I, I think there's only one guy that sits on that cloud, and it's Popo. I don't know. That's just me. All right, Dahl, we got to wrap it up. Uh, we, we much, much appreciate it. Well, you were not expected to be on today's show. You worked all night, and you still joined us on today's show. I don't know what woke you up, uh, possibly. Uh... My alarm did right at 10 o'clock. Ah, okay, so it was it was nobody that was uh, half Japanese, half Filipino. No, not not today, Coach. Too bad for me. It's very disappointing. I needed uh, I needed to have something checked, my temperature checked. <laughs> you go snooze alarm on occasion? Never, ever. I'm not really? a Susan Lamb guy. I have uh, no problem waking up in the morning. Uh, I actually enjoy my life, even though it's hell right now. See, I, I have no problem going back to sleep. So what am I? It's a very weird theory. But I, I'm a huge snooze alarm guy, long-time snooze alarm guy. I can go left you would, hand. I would take, you would sleep in a different room if you were my husband. I go right hand. I can go backhand. I've got a lot of ways to go. But basically, my theory is, this is weird, but my theory is if you're asleep, you can't enjoy the fact that you can be asleep. 
So I like getting woken up so that I'm consciously realizing, oh, good, I can go back to sleep again. I don't like getting my sleep interrupted. I'm, I much rather enjoy the fact that, hey, I got eight hours of uninterrupted sleep or I got okay. five hours of uninterrupted sleep right. instead of, oh, man, what the I'll, heck? I just wanted to go back to sleep. I'll take I seven. Look at a little differently. I'll take seven hours, and I enjoy that last hour of sleepless interruptus. Just me. That's why we're two peas. We are not two peas in a pod, big dog. We are on opposite ends, but somehow we, uh, on occasion, meet in the middle. Yes. You know what Gandhi said? You know, like, honest disagreement is a source of, what do you call it? It's a, they're off to think about it, but it, it's a great line, Coach. Yeah. And as one great politician said, everybody is entitled to their own opinions, but you are not entitled to your own facts. Thank you very much. Dog, are we uh, talking tomorrow? Football Friday tomorrow? You are off tomorrow, correct? Oh, I will not definitely not be on. Hopefully at 10 o'clock. Uh, I'm celebrating the fact that I just got hired by Diageo. And if not, I might be jumping off into the into Wacker, off Wacker Drive into the River Coast. On behalf of all of our listeners and Cinemax Cindy and Libertyville Lulu, uh, all of us, all of us wish you nothing but the best of luck. Uh, Diageo should want us to work, too. Trust me. Okay. And Libertyville Lulu. I don't really care about Liberty Bell Lulu. Thank you very much. David Holson, our producer, great job. Have a great day, everybody. Football Friday tomorrow. This is one strange show. We'll be stranger tomorrow.